things and we discussed the, the idea of transition and we discussed the idea that when you move from one space to another it depends on what lies behind the space will affect the nature of the transition um, most people when I went through this drosha I was like I was great I was on full swing and as I went further and further in the drosha so the faces of the audience became more and more numbed and disengaged that by the end of the shir, I felt there was an overriding sense of <laughs> and I was pretty confident if I would stop speaking or just continue speaking gibberish there'd be exactly the same reaction so none of you knew it but the last five minutes of the shir, I just spoke up made up words I went so on the Kantakach Gomba Gomba and like everyone sat with the same exact reaction it was wonderful to see <laughs> So let's go back and retrace our steps somewhat about what we discussed yesterday. We discussed yesterday, what I was trying to do in a general sense was to try to move from the concrete to the ethereal, from the practical to the abstract. And when discussing a practical thing, something concrete, I'm sorry, I, what happens is I generally tend to use big words to impress myself and then people get disengaged because they don't like people using big words. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know the way around it. I don't, I do not, no, I'm serious. I don't want to sacrifice my pride. Um, I don't care if you don't understand. But I get very like, no, you understand, like it's, it's a struggle in my pride itself. Because on the one hand, I want to use big words to show how clever I am. On the other hand, I want everyone to be absolutely focused on what I say. So I'm trapped. Because when I start using big words, everyone kind of absolutely like zones out. So that that's offends my pride. And then if I start speaking in like small, like, sentence constructs so then people are focused but then I sound like a little stupid <laughs> so I'm going to try do both let's try retrace our steps from yesterday what I wanted to do quite simply was I wanted to take an idea something which is concrete called a doorway an opening and try to move into the realm of the abstract and examine what a doorway is and what can it present on a variety of different levels what can it represent? A doorway. What's a doorway? What's an opening? What's a Pesach, as it says in Hebrew? A Pesach. How does, that, how does that manifest in the physical realm, in the emotional realm, in the spiritual realm? And what are the different parameters of its manifestation in all those realms? Taking a concrete, concrete idea and then exploring it in the abstract. The reason why I wanted to do this is because this is a very deep idea which is one of the basic foundation points of Judaism. Judaism believes puts across the reality both spiritual and physical as a series of interconnected worlds and that the elevation from the physical to the spiritual is not a change in nature but rather only a change in form. What I mean in simple terminology is that the way we perceive the world is this physical world is the last stop in a series of interlinked worlds which go all the way up to the highest called the <coughs> spiritual world which is then connected to Hashem and the, wor the worlds flow up and down. Now what I mean by that is as follows. In our world, our world is made up of created items. For example, in our world there are trees. 
there are trees a tree in this world has a very defined set of parameters it has usually bark roots branches it grows in a particular way it needs nutrients and water and sunlight to do so that's a tree in this world as one goes up one world above the physical in the spiritual world it's the exact same world as the physical world but there the tree doesn't have physical dimensions and parameters it has spiritual dimensions and parameters and when you go up to a higher world the tree in the lower world seems concrete in relation to the tree in the higher world and this process goes on until eventually it becomes connected in a way which is hard to grasp to the oneness and simplicity of the creator in other words the way we perceive the creation of the world as there's a simple creator who cannot be defined and discussed all we can say about him is he's absolutely one and absolute simplicity but as he influences the world beneath him they become more and more concrete until eventually they end up, land up in our world where things actually have substance space time and real dimensions from the physical perspective I was that completely I mean I could have made it more complicated I could have started off by saying in the absolute cosmic reality of the transcendental worlds one discusses the relationship of the roots and the branches whereby one sees a interconnectedness which and bespeak <laughs> okay so meaning is as follows what I mean is as follows in this world there's a tree in the world of the spiritual there's a tree and those trees are identical in essence they differ in form because the tree in the physical world doesn't have soil it doesn't have roots it doesn't have leaves it doesn't have photosynthesis it doesn't have small tubes running up its trunk to sustain it but it has the essence of a tree so what we have to do is we have to see what is the essence of a tree What's the essence of a tree? So I'll give an example of this in relation to trees. There's an interesting verse when you speak to a religious person, so it's pretty inevitable that all verses are interesting. But nevertheless, this way may even be interesting to people like you. It says, Sadik, don't even try, Sam. I tried, I tried it. It, was, it requires a miracle to close. Sadik, it's, it's part of our share, whether you can close a Pesach or not. We'll discuss it today. Sadik, Tzadik katoma yifroch. Tzadik. Tzadik katoma yifroch. It's a song. Tzadik katoma yifroch. A tzadik, like a palm tree, does he flourish? So the verse creates an equation, an analogy, a comparison between a tzadik is the same as a palm tree. Now, if you look around, there are many trees. Of all the trees in the forest, why did the Creator choose to compare a tzaddik to a palm tree? Why not an oak? Why not a sekabos, small little South African tree? Why not a durangbum? Why not a boabab? Would sound beautiful. <laughs> So why of all the trees do we pick a palm tree? If you want to discuss 
There's so many beautiful trees, a sycamore, a beach, a birch, it's a Canadian tree, a maple tree! I think the Canadians, they lodged a protest against this. Um, and then the people said, you can't protest, and they all said, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, Tzadik Tzadik will grow like a palm tree. If you look at a palm tree, in its form, it differs radically from all other trees. Manish Tana, a palm tree, as they call other trees. A palm tree grows. First of all, other trees, when they grow, as the tree grows, it diversifies. It grows branches from a central trunk and they grow in all different types of directions and in turn those branches grow branches grow branches grow branches and that's how the tree grows and the trunk doesn't remain straight but rather it goes from side to side it twists and it turns a palm tree grows directly there are no branches in a palm tree a palm tree grows level after level level after level it grows produces leaves sheds its leaves next stage produces leaves, sheds the leaves next day. Until when you have a grown, fully grown palm tree, what happens is you see this central core, which is perfectly straight. A tzaddik is a palm tree. So now let's try analyze the conceptual essence of what a palm tree is. A palm tree is an expression of growth which occurs gradually and incrementally over the course of time whereby the focus is singular and as a result it ascends from level to level from level to level without dissipation and verification new word how do you say without not i didn't mean verification i meant diversi diversification without, without becoming dissipated the party grows at a solid way so when it says tzaddik katama yifrach it means the tzaddik is represented absolutely aptly by the growth of a palm tree when you look at a palm tree you see with your own two eyes what the growth of a tzaddik looks like it's level after level after level with a singular purpose in mind with a goal orientation with a focus and then you look back to the beginning of the famous work the Mesilas Yusharim and it says that the starting point of the level of righteousness the beginning point of the highest levels that you can achieve which are referred to in Hebrew as Chasidut and Avodat perfect and total perfection is you have to have your focus right when your focus is right that's when you grow a person who has no goal orientation a person who has no idea where he's going he will land up like the other trees in the forest there'll be a branch going this direction a branch going the other a branch going this way a branch going that way but there will not be the consistent focus and growth of solid focus towards a singular purpose so that's very informative 
So what I'm doing is I'm taking a physical organism, I'm extracting the conceptual essence of what it's about, and I'm applying it on a different level. Are you following me? That process, if we can engage in it, is called spiritual climbing. You climb from the physical mountain to the spiritual cloud. The physical mountain is the tangible representation in this world, and the spiritual mountain is the essence of what it is on a conceptual basis. Thus, we discuss the notion of an opening and try to explore it in that, in that way. I don't know if I've clarified further or just made you more confused about what we're trying to do yesterday. Is that, is that, does that feel better? Yes? So in other words, when we discuss openings, we're not discussing a hole in the, in the masonry of a particular building. We're discussing a notion. We're discussing a notion. The notion is there's a point of transition between two different areas, and the point of transition is telling. And that point of transition can manifest in a very different um, areas in life. The one manifestation is let's examine the manifestation of an opening in the original source we quoted. The source that we quoted was Le Pesach Chattas Revets, that the evil crouches by the opening, and we said that there were two contrary explanations to what that may mean. The one explanation, which is Rashi in the Chumash, interprets there the opening to be the grave, and the other interpretation, the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin, interprets it to be the opening of the womb. So there you see the duality of the different directions an opening could possibly go in. The opening of a grave means there's an opening which beneath that point there lies an empty abyss and the person descends into it. That's one type of opening. An opening can create the potential for falling and getting lost in a very, very empty space. On the other hand, an opening can be the opening of a womb. That means that an opening can signal the development of a brand new life. The point of transition that we go through in day-to-day -day life, the transition point essentially can function in one of two ways. We can traverse the portal, we can go through that opening into a new world, or we can fall into an empty abyss. An opening means a place which exposes a world beyond the one I'm presently occupying. Just like the opening of this door, if I open up this door to go outside, the world that I see beyond this is different from this particular space. The opening exposes us to something beyond, correct? What the nature of the beyond is depends on how we utilize the opening itself. If we utilize the opening as a womb, so that means when we open up a new opportunity, a new relationship, a new perspective, so we enter into it and we grow, we develop, we are born. But there can be an opening which is a grave. When we open it up, we fall and we are... Now this is fascinating because when the Gemara describes this pasuk in Mesechta Barachot, the Gemara says for this... Um, Say, describes the Yetzirah, it says the Yetzirah lives, dwells at the two Maftecha Halev, the two openings of the heart. Again the notion of opening comes. And at the heart of a person there are two openings. 
meaning that the expression of freedom of choice <coughs> is described as a transition from a particular place to an opening and the two openings of the heart are does a person when given the opportunity use it to open up a new world as a rebirth as a birth or does he use it as a death ironically the two openings according to the original explanation are either the womb or the grave in other words a person can open up his life or he can close it down freedom of choice is engaging in the world as a series of openings and it's trying to utilize the openings that the world gives us again opening is the capacity to move from one space it can be an emotional space a person can be trapped in anger and there's an opening and that opening means he could go over his anger or he could become more deeply involved in his anger and he can choose what the opening is every person's life is made up as a series of transitions from one state to the next between each transition there's an opening point the opening point is a point of choice and do you open up a door of life or do you open up a grave yes is he? oh you're just playing good okay you following me so now once you see that the idea of opening doesn't become just a doorway and then we have a added understanding of what a mezuzah is a mezuzah is placed on an opening to illustrate to us a mezuzah could be placed anyway you could theoretically put a mezuzah on a ceiling you could mezuzah on the side of a wall you have a nice big mezuzah and frame it why is a mezuzah specifically placed on a doorway because the mezuzah's overriding metaphor is saying when you go through life you're going to be confronted by doorway after doorway by opening after opening as you go through the opening have a cognizance of the underlying mechanic of the world Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad when you transfer yourself from one location to another whether it be emotional, physical, intellectual intellectual openings are also openings opening up ideas opening up thoughts being open-minded in all those areas a person has to realize that you have to go through the opening with the sense of where you need to get to and what the nature of the opening can do it can either open you up to a world it can be a birth or it can be a death good that was an illustration of how you can take a concrete idea that of opening and apply it across, across the entire spectrum of human and spiritual endeavor now let us move on to another topic swallows actually European swallows <laughs> African one um, let's move on to a different topic let's start to discuss the idea of growth when we speak about growth now that we've been introduced to the idea of moving from the conceptual to the practical and back from the practical to the conceptual let's talk talk about the notion of growth when we see growth in the world around us growth in vegetation growth in people growth in animals what happens is there are two aspects let's try to analyze the concept the essence of growth 
In growth, what happens is the 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 object that we're studying not only does it change its form, but the new form that it takes on has a greater dimension to it. Take a small sapling, and as the sapling grows, so it becomes broader, it becomes stronger, it becomes bigger. An animal that grows, a stance of a small and playful, it becomes larger, it becomes stronger, it becomes more adept at doing what it can do. Growth is a movement. Growth is a change. And in growth, you see life. The opposite of growth, deterioration, shrinking, is when you have something and it becomes less and less and less. The Rabbeinu Yoyna has a fascinating approach to tshuva. It's so counterintuitive that it's counterintuitive in an experiential way, but not in an intellectual way. He says as follows. He, in the second gate, he discusses motivations why a person would want to change their life and to do tshuva. And he lists a series of six, in fact, different ways that would motivate a person to change. The third way is when a person gets old. That should motivate him to change. So when I read the heading, I thought, well, I'm going to skip that one because it's not relevant to me. <laughs> and for me, so young! Enough. Um, so I thought I'd skip it, then I thought I might as well read it anyway. And I suddenly saw that the Rabbeinu Yonah, when he describes <coughs> getting old, he's not referring to an 85-year-old. He says as follows, a person's life essentially is a little bit like a graph which has a upward incline and then a downward slope. That a person in his life, life from a physical perspective is a person starts off as a small baby, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, develops, 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 gets to a certain point in his life and then he starts to deteriorate until the strength and the body starts to wane and his hearing gets worse and his nose gets bigger and why, how, why is that? Like the nose gets bigger and the ears get bigger, no no my nose is always the size. <laughs> Um, but as a person, a person actually grows, 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 and then shrinks, 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 shrinks until he dies. So the process of life basically is getting bigger, 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 and then smaller, 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 smaller. The nature of life and experiential way, the, the default setting in life is, as a person gets older, you become more set in your ways, and you become more resistant to change, and you become more established in your patterns. The Rebbein Yonah says, from the perspective of Chuba, it should be exactly the opposite. <coughs> As a person starts to see the first signs of deterioration, he should start to become awakened to the fact that his body is but a case for his neshama. And as the body deteriorates, he should become more enraptured and more motivated to invest in his spiritual welfare. And then he goes on to <laughs> quote the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ben Shishim le zikna ben shivim le shev ben shmoin le gurus ben tishim la suach. A ninety-year-old should be la suach. It's a strange word. It's punctuated. It's actually vocalized differently if it's called la suach or la suach. La suach means to be bent over. The Rebbeinu Yonah says it means la suach. 
when you're 90 it's a time for prayer he says at that point in time a person is so so elevated from his body because his body has deteriorated his days are filled with prayer and connection so the way he describes a person is in this essence as a person as he starts to deteriorate physically he starts to grow spiritually and as he grows spiritually it means that he changes and changes and changes so in fact the way a person is designed is in perfect accordance with his spiritual plan and his curriculum. As a person develops the capacity to see beyond the physical, the physical starts to wane and he's given more of an impetus to focus on the, on the spiritual. Because the desires which ruled over him so strongly in his youth start to lose their hold. And slowly but surely he's able to escape from the stranglehold they had him in and to excel spiritually. Unfortunately, if a person doesn't focus on it, and this is ironic, a person, as he becomes older, he remains in the same space as he was before. And to our great sorrow and misery, we see 80-year-olds that never really went beyond the age 20. 80-year-olds that their interests haven't developed. 80-year-olds that the entire focus is unfortunately still on something which is they're worried about what their house looks like. Is it irrelevant at this point in your life? That this has to be, and unfortunately it becomes almost obsessive. That you're going to an old person's home and you move the vase from one side of the table to another. And it's a tragedy. How can you do that? Because unfortunately the opposite occurs. If a person doesn't work on his spiritual growth, instead of him becoming more freed from his body and more connected to his soul, he becomes more trapped by his body. And that's tragic. Because it means when he dies, it's almost as if he dies. It takes the grave, which could be a womb. The grave could be a womb. It just depends how you use your life. If you use your life productively, so then what happens is, life is a transition from one very restricted sense to a much more open sense because then your soul is completely unfettered by physical distractions but if your entirety of existence is focused on the physical so then death is a grave now the truth is i have no intention of being so heavy <laughs> i don't know how it turned out i personally hold you all responsible um but it's something to think about i don't mean in a fromter way i don't mean in a in a doomsday way I mean in terms of an uplifting way that we have to find ways of connecting to the self beyond self we have to find ways of connecting to the part of us which so transcends the the very basis physical qualities that we have and that's a deep demand on us because as the world progresses we cling on to the physical with greater and greater tightness as people get older they try to cling on to youth and they try to have plastic surgery to keep their faces young and they that's a denial of the reality don't focus on what you should be doing again i don't think that you should let your body deteriorate i believe that everybody should practice tai chi until they enter the ripe old age of course it's dumb. but nevertheless and taka tai chi is something you can practice until you're very old master wang fu lai is in his 70s He's in his 70s and he's astonishing. You have to see the man. He's in his 70s. He's agile. He's so, 
So again, I'm not I'm trying to take away from the daily practice of Tai Chi. But it's very important. It's very important. And when I say Tai Chi, I don't mean to exclude Qigong and Sanchuan. I'm saying as, as a threesome. As a threesome. Shinya and Pakwa. But understand that's the point the point is we have to we have to seek to to, to connect to the point beyond we have to we have to go <coughs> one one step beyond one step beyond okay so I'm sorry I'm sorry it turned so dreadfully heavy but maybe it will be uplifting at some stage I hope I hope um, if not oh gosh I should have said that <laughs> oh look at that I don't have time hello